from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Give it up for the short guys. Guys under six feet tall. Let's go. Hey, we here, baby. That's right. We here. Here to stay. That's Chris <laughs> Liam. Dennis Cox, Graham Hill is producing us here on 99.9 The Fan this afternoon. Three big things. Let's start on today. We're going to get Kane's Game 6 is later on tonight. Storm Watch with Adam Gold begins at 6 o'clock. Puck drop just after 7 o'clock right here on the fan. We're going to get into that as well. The NFL draft is still happening. Yeah. Picks are going to be made later on this evening. Panthers going to be picking pretty soon and tomorrow as well. So there's a lot of things still to shake out. But let's get into the three big things today. Starting number one. Panthers choosing Bryce Young number one overall, the quarterback out of Alabama. This is something that we all knew was coming, or at least 99.9% of us. Hey, Bryce Young is going to be that guy. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I like it, the more I myself have been convinced of it that this was the correct decision. Because something that we talked about yesterday, you said it, five foot 10, 190 pounds. A lot of Panthers fans, people out there are like, why'd you take the small guy? Yeah. Questions about the frame. Legitimate questions. Yeah. 100% valid. However. However. Mm-hmm. Go Nick off. Saban. Oh, he's about to go off. Nick Saban. Oh, he's about to go off. Nick, Nick Saban. Go off, Does son. not look at a five foot ten quarterback when he can go to any quarterback mm. in the entire country. Oh, he cooking. And say, hey, I'm Nick Saban. Here's a scholarship to come play at the University of Alabama, you five-star quarterback, whomever you may be. But, no, he shakes that guy. What does that guy do? Wins games, wins a Heisman Trophy. Oh, by the way, yes, Alabama has a ton of talent. They do. But we're the first-round draft pick wide receivers. I'm sorry, it was was Ruggs, is Devontae Smith, or any of those other guys that Mac Jones had or Tua had. Are those guys floating around out there on that team this past season? No. Weren't Where's there. the first-round offensive lineman that we sometimes see coming out of there? Weren't there. Don't see it. They're no. not, not saying these guys aren't talented, but it's not like a lot of people say with C.J. Stroud, the quarterback of Ohio State, that he was carried by all this great talent. My point is this. That dude is special. And we didn't see Alabama highly represented throughout. There were some Alabama picks in the first round. But it wasn't normal. Like we normally see, offensively like, too. We normally see like four or five guys. Yeah. In the last few years, you know what I'm saying? We didn't see that. That shows that Bryce knew exactly what he was doing last year, and it was because of his talent. Yeah. No matter how big. Here's the thing that made me like it right here is the fact that the Panthers had conviction. Hate to be that that fan, that ultimate fan, mm-hmm. but the Panthers be a themselves. Fan, Chris. The Panthers themselves had the ultimate conviction. Here's one of the things that kind of won me over, all right? Here's one of these facts that I read this morning. When it came down to uh, the scouting, the head scout who scouted Luke Keekley and J.C. Horn for the Carolina Panthers is also the same person who came back to Fitterer and David Tepper back in 2021 and said, Bryce Young is amazing. We may need to look at him for the future. Maybe it's all a thing. The guy has an eye for talent. Yeah, well, say what you want about J.C. Horn about injuries, but J.C. Horn is a great player. We all know what Luke Keekley was, yes. the linebacker who should be in the Hall of Fame. But speaking of David Tepper, here's Tepper telling Bryce Young, hey, you're the dude. Hey, Bryce. How are we doing? How you doing? You remember in the 
Arizona the Super Bowl when I told you we were going to pick a quarterback this year? We're not going to wait till next year? Yes, I remember do remember that. Remember that conversation? I wasn't sure. kidding. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> so you want to train in some sweet home Alabama for some sweet Carolina? <laughs> I can't wait. I like that. I like that. Okay, Tep, you won me over for a moment. Okay. And thank you again for the running water you brought to the city of Charlotte. So thank you for that. The billions don't hurt either. The billions that. Sure. We're going to get more NFL draft here in just a moment. But as I mentioned a few minutes ago, Chris, game six tonight for the Canes. Can't wait. Let's go. They have to close out tonight. Got to finish this one out tonight. Got to do it. Now, Rod Brindamore yesterday mentioned, hey, or actually earlier in his press availability after the morning skate today, he was asked, Hey, who's starting in goal? Well, is it Ranta or is it Freddie Anderson? Maybe. That's the only one that I'm not going to disclose just for the hell of it. There's just nothing else to have fun about. <laughs> so I'll let you guys sweat it out. Was it an easy decision or a hard decision? Or? Um, uh, no, it's either one of those. It's just kind of is what it is. It's making us sweat. Okay. I, you got me sweating here, Rod. Sweat. What? Who is it? He did allude yesterday. We, uh, Walt Ruff tweeted it out. This is something that Robert Moore said in his press availability. Is Freddie Anderson potentially going to play? He says, we might. Might see that. This isn't a knock on Auntie Ranta's play. Ranta's been good overall in this series. He was really good in their game. A couple of just weird bounces in front of him. Literally a puck goes off Sebastian Ajo's face. Yes. And the puck's still in the air. And Brock Nelson bats it out of midair. And Ranta still almost makes the save. That's one of the goals the Islanders scored back on Tuesday in game number five. Bounces just literally didn't go their way. That being said, Ranta, we haven't seen him start six games in a row this season. We saw it last year in the playoffs. And guess what? Things started to break down for Ranta. And the fact that Freddie Anderson was brought here for this moment. Yes. And he hasn't been available for this. He was injured during the playoffs last year. He's been injured so far in the first five games of the playoffs this year. Yes. So, finally, for the first time in two years, it will be great to see Freddie Anderson. Also, just to give the the Canes a different look. And uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe the Islanders have figured out. Uh, Ranta's tendencies. It'll be good to see somebody new there just so they can have to have somebody else to figure out. I don't know. To be determined, we'll find out in the pregame skate. Which, again, puck drop just after 7 o'clock tonight. Storm watch of that and goal begins at 6 o'clock right here on 99.9 The Fan. Also, make you, you can listen to the Canes tonight mm-hmm. as you are watching the rest of, or at least the second and third round of the NFL draft. Now, a lot of name, there's a lot of confusion out there in terms of people that, in terms of how things kind of shaked out yesterday with the NFL draft in terms of teams moving up, teams keep trading, and all those kinds of things. I, I, I think I'm hearing something. Oh, you're hearing something? Um, Will Levis is still sitting in a green oh, room. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's still right there next to his girlfriend. Yeah, his sister. His, his sister mama. and his mom. By the way, his mom was not happy yesterday. <laughs> Do they? I'm wondering. Uh, we have to see if we could get from our source. Yeah. Are they wearing the same clothes from last night? Did they pack another pair of clothes? Because they certainly did not expect to still be in Kansas City on Friday. Did they accidentally check out of the hotel? Honestly, I'm going to get into this a little bit later on. But Will Levis is kind of feels like Jimmy Clausen of tw- of 2010. <laughs> I'm, I'm being dead serious. <laughs> I'm being a hundred percent serious because that guy was hyped up. Right, a yeah. lot of people, a lot of people actually had him going number four. Yeah, and like Mel Kiper in his last mock draft. I mean, 
The number four to the Colts, Will Levis. A few days ago, people had him going number one. Well, that's some stooge <laughs> on Reddit, which, by the way, it's just Reddit. But uh, you people, know? people bought into it literally. People were like, is this actually a thing? Is this like some, like, you well, know, The betting odds shifted in Vegas, and people literally but, put money on that. Yeah, well, that's. And lost money. Well, Clearly. they're the biggest losers of this draft. Yeah, you know, people want to talk about the biggest losers of a draft or a certain round. Yeah, the people that bought in on Will Levis. Going number one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Or even just getting drafted in the first round. He'll probably get drafted today. But we saw this last year with a lot of people thought maybe Desmond Ritter or Malik Willis would go in the first round. Maybe late a team might move in or maybe early second round. Those guys fell to the third round. Yeah. Sam Howell. We, Sam we Howell fell to the last fifth. Year, we knew last year at this time that he wasn't going to go in the first round but he was initially thought of as a first-rounder before his final season at Carolina. Yeah, and he goes in final, the fifth. And he went in the fifth. He certainly wasn't projected to be a fifth-rounder. No. And th- to think, the Carolina Panthers could have drafted him. But they moved in to take Matt Corral, mm. the quarterback out of Ole Miss, in the third round last year, trading a pick from this year to do so. And he's salty right now. <laughs> Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help Help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. Feels like an eternity since game five. The two days off really does make a difference. Here's the thing, though, about that song. Just really quick before we start talking about the Canes. Came out in 2001. Bryce Young was born that year. Yep, that's two thousand. Just, just want to point that <laughs> out. Just want to point that when out. When that song came out in two thousand one, that's when Bryce Young was born. Who were well and alive and all that. We remember that song very clearly. Coming out, Bryce Young was born in two thousand one. Okay, let's talk about the Canes now. Yes, Chris Lee, <laughs> Dennis Cox here with you. Four things you need to know going into tonight's game. First thing, well, what you need to know is what we don't know is that we don't know who's starting in net tonight for the Carolina Hurricanes. Rob Brindamore, again, earlier today was asked if Auntie Rata is going to start. Here's what Rob Brindamore had to say. Maybe. That's the only one that I'm not going to disclose just for the hell of it. (laughs) (laughs) There's just nothing else to have fun about. (laughs) So I'll let you guys sweat it out. Was it an easy decision or a hard decision? Um, uh, No, it's either one of those. It's just kind of is what it is. We don't know who's going to start, but I certainly have a preference who's, who should start. Who do you prefer? I think Freddie Anderson should start. Why? Because, it's, okay, first off, with the caveat, if he's healthy. Because I knew that he wasn't well, he healthy did, before. He did back up game five. He did back up game so five. He's healthy if to play. he is fully healthy to play, Freddie Anderson should play. This is why he was brought here, to be the number one between the pipes. And we haven't seen it yet in the playoffs from him. He wasn't available all last year during the playoffs. No. Hasn't been available through the first five games of the playoffs. I want to see what you got, homie. You've done a great job for us in the regular season mm-hmm. last year and this season. We haven't seen what you can do to win for us. And maybe, who knows, maybe if he played last year, that could have been the difference between us 
beating the Rangers and going on to the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. or not because we didn't last year. So we want to see what you can do for us. What is going to happen with that? Freddie Anderson, we need to see you on the ice. And here's the caveat as well. You still have a three games to two lead yeah. in the series. So if Freddie doesn't play well and you lose tonight, you can always go back to Ronta in game seven on Sunday. Because there'll be too much pressure for Freddie. Probably would be. But that actually gets <laughs> into the thing number two for the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. Close it out. Yes. Close it out. And here's why it's important. Believe it or not, the New Jersey Devils, they were down 3-2 to two in their series against the New York Rangers. Right? The Rangers won the first two games on the road in New Jersey. Rangers uh, lost both of their games in Madison Square Garden, tied things up 2-2. Two to two. Devils won game five last night. So right now the Devils have a 3-2 to two series lead over the New York Rangers. That The Carolina Hurricanes play the winner of that series. The reason why closing out tonight is important is because game six, a potential closeout game for the New Jersey Devils, is tomorrow. Yes. I want the Canes to have more rest going into that next series, whether it's against the Devils or it's against the Rangers. Game seven, potentially, for the Carolina Hurricanes at PNC Arena is this Sunday. Game seven between the Rangers and Devils, if the Rangers win tomorrow night, is Monday. So the earliest that the next series would start for the Carolina Hurricanes against whomever they will play would be Wednesday of next week. I know you like movies, so let's put this in movie terms for a second. Okay. For a movie that I've actually seen. Okay, this is a rare thing, but go Scream, on. Scream, right? Okay. The Carolina Panthers, or Carolina Hurricanes, excuse me. Yes. I'm still in draft mode. Oh, we're always the in scare, draft mode. The Carolina Hurricanes, they are Courtney Cox or David Arquette, right? Okay. And they're being chased by the Islanders, who's the person in the Scream mask. Okay. That guy, you always always know that if you don't really kill them, they always come back. Yeah. So this is the opportunity. Tonight should be the headshot for the Canes. Okay. Get rid of them right now because they can always come back, and things can get scary in Game 7. Game 7's and get weird. And we saw what happened last year mm-hmm. in the second round of the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup playoffs against the Rangers. So they came back, and they beat you guys. They got you out of the playoffs when that shouldn't have been the case. You should have closed them out. Close out the rain, uh, the Islanders this year. Learn from your mistakes. If we look back at 2019 for the Carolina Hurricanes, they were the road team against the Washington Capitals mm-hmm. in that opening round series. Canes were down three games to two. At home, won game six, then went on the road and won game seven mm. of that series. So guess what? It's been done to them against a team that they had a lead against, or where they were trailing in a series. So, yes. So, like I said, they had a 3-2 series lead last year against the New York Rangers in the second round. They lost that series. Which gets to the third thing today that you need to know. The Carolina Hurricanes last season in the playoffs did not win a single road game. They were 0-6 on the road last season. Now, they did take game number four on the road in New York against the Islanders earlier this series back on Sunday. Sunday. They yeah. straight smiggity smacked them is what they did. Won that game 5-2. to two. I love it when you said that. Justin. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Good use. Good use of that word. Here's the thing, though. You're only one of your last eight on the road. Now, yeah. you did win the most recent one, yeah. but you're one of your last eight on the road. So it Should means you I lost be... eight in a row. Yeah, exactly. Well, you lost seven in a row. You've won one of eight. Oh, sorry. They, won, yes. they lost seven in a row. They won the most recent. Should I be concerned they're on the road? Yeah, you won the most recent one, but that doesn't necessarily mean all your road woes are over. Rob Brindamore has said that this isn't a thing that they talk about, but I don't know. Guys are human. I'm a fan. 
I hate the fact that they're on the road. I want them to clinch at home. That's why I want them to clinch on fr- on Thursday, on excuse me, on Tuesday in Game Five. Yeah, but I don't know. Being on the road does concern me. It concerns me too, um, just mainly because it feels like the the vibe of this team over the last couple of years is they feel like they can turn it on whenever. Yeah, and so sometimes you've seen them play, especially in a regular season. Just some against certain teams where it's like, yeah, you should have beaten that team. They're kind of lack, lackadaisical. They're down three to one, and all of a sudden, boom, a blitz in the third period, and they get to overtime, and they end up winning overtime. We should have won anyway, and we did win, and yeah, we're great. But you just let this team kind of be in it and have a lot more confidence than what they should have had. Yeah. You can't play around with the Islanders like that. They are a playoff team. Oh, well, of course. Get rid of them right now. And – that does worry me because on the road, they've been lackadaisical like they've been before. Is Rob Brenner more nervous ahead of game six? I don't I don't, I don't. think one game goes to the next game. Like it's just, okay, we, now we have to play another one. You know, and that's just, we're going to go about and try to win that one. And so I don't really think there's any more or less, you know, nerves or anything like that. There's always going to be that. It's playoffs and you're trying to win every night. So, um yeah, I don't really – I don't think there's a lot of carryover. It's a fair point. Again, two days off, I think that actually benefits the Carolina Hurricanes Absolutely. in the sense that any sort of quote-unquote momentum, which momentum in the playoffs to me is a farce because we you could have said after game number three, yo, the Islanders, especially late in that game, just kicked the Carolina Hurricanes' tail. They dominated that game. What happened in game four? The complete opposite happened. Yeah. So any sort of quote unquote momentum that the Islanders could have gained in game number three and uh, game number five, that's all gone. Yeah. Two days off between games, that's all gone. Which gets me into the last thing. The fourth thing that you need to know, Chris. Step up. Martin Natchez, please be the player that we saw the first two thirds of the season. Gosh, please. You are so talented. Please be that guy. Martin Natchez. Please be that guy because I'm telling you right now, there have been multiple scoring opportunities and multiple goals that have been scored by the Islanders because of Martin Natchez. Because of Martin Natchez. You go back to when the game was game five, Martin Natchez turns the puck over in the neutral zone. He and Brent Burns did. Mm -hmm. It was a four-on-four situation. Mm -hmm. Guess what happens? They come right back down. Islanders do two on one. Barzal stings it in the top corner. Nothing Ronta could do. Islanders take the lead. Yeah. Don't look back from there. All right. Go back to even game number two where they had to go into overtime. Brock Nelson straight sunned Martin Natchez, just knocked him away off the puck. Brock Nelson comes down, scores. So, and there are multiple times that there have been opportunities for the Carol that the New York Islanders have had yeah. because Martin Natchez was in bad defensive position. He's trying to do too much. Chris, as someone who's like still relatively early in a relationship with somebody right now, I'm sure you may have experienced this in the past with your wife. Mm. Early in a relationship, you, okay. you might be trying to do too much. Yeah. Like too much to the good, yeah. but it actually ends up hurting you. That's what Martin Natchez is doing. He's trying to compensate for the fact that he sees Tevo Teravine is out. Andre Sveshnikov is out. Jack Drury has been out. He also sees the fact that Max Petrady's out. He feels like he needs to do too much right now. I feel like he's too worried about punching people on the bench. Well, yeah. Then punching in goals. Like, simply, we need you to use your speed 
and athleticism mm-hmm. to create more chances, my man. And do whenever it. you do that, even if you don't score, it creates chances for other people and it puts the defense uh, in havoc. They don't know what to do. They're just squirming all around. And then all of a sudden, maybe Aho can bang it in. We need you to create those chances. Use your speed to your advantage, man, and get your head into it. You're Martin naughty by nature's. Be it. We need you to be naughty on that night on that ice. Do it. He's a minus five. Oof. Plus minus rating, minus five. Oof. He has three points. They all have come on the power play, but even strength is where he needs to step Oof. it up. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Bryce Young was introduced in Charlotte. We go to Charlotte. He's your automotive group hotline. Pat Welter, WREL Sports. Big Pat. TV5. All right, Pat, we got big five questions for you. Draft party down there. Did anyone boo the pick? Was everyone like, nah, why are we taking this five foot ten guy? <laughs> Dennis, I think Bryce Young was the only one that didn't get boos. Oh, okay. When oh. Jake- when Jake DeLone was addressing the crowd before the game and kind of going over all the prospects before the game, before the draft, I should say, mm-hmm. they booed CJ Stroud. I think they booed Will Levis. Oh. When Bryce Young pick came down, this guy in front of me was absolutely losing his mind. Like, I, I don't know, like you, you you lose your mind if Beyonce, you know, shook your hand at a concert. Wow. Like people were absolutely going crazy. Well, I'd faint, but go. Yes, that makes sense. Wow, that's that's crazy. Uh, is, uh, so I wonder if the Panthers would have went somewhere else if everybody would have been like, no, and it's thrown tomatoes at Will Levis as he came in today. I don't know. Uh, second it question. Been awkward. Yeah, it would have been very awkward. Second question on the Big Five. What was the reception like for Bryce at the stadium today? We saw there was a little bit of a parade. Explain what the atmosphere was like for those fans and what you saw today. Yeah, I mean, there are people skipping work, right? It's it's noon on a Friday, so yeah. that's the start. And we had hundreds of people out here. And it's, you know, like you guys know when you cover these things, it's hurry up and wait. But it was just cool to see, like, David Tepper just mingling with fans. This guy can't be any more excited hmm. uh, about this draft pick. And I, I mean, I guess I'm working on a little impression too, Dennis. Uh, this is by David Tepper. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but I uh, – I'm pretty good with numbers. <laughs> and that was David Tepper last night hijacking the press conference, really hijacking the draft, throwing the Oakland Raiders under the bus, oh talking about gosh. the three-team trade and who else wanted to come up and get the number one pick. So, yeah, this guy's ecstatic. He got his guy. He was signing autographs before Bryce came. Wow. And, of course, when Bryce got there, he was the show. But, guys, as people are – as much as they're excited about Bryce Young, he really does seem grounded – uh, prepared for the moment both of his parents are here mm-hmm. you can just feel that support uh he talks about you know his dad today talks about you know the christianity and how that grounds them so this does seem like a guy's prepared for the moment so that takes us into our third question so what are some of your first impressions of bryce young not only just physically looking at his stature but how he handled the press conference and all that today just the poise that he may have shown sorry i'm a rookie camera operator here in our video stream it's just a giant fat face of mine um but yeah we're talking about the press conference and 
Bryce Young, not a big guy, um, as we all know, uh, but which I was struck by. I shook his hand. I was taller than him at six foot, but I am about 155, so he does weigh more than me. Um, and yeah, he was poised. He was humble. He was genuine. And it was funny. The thing that perked him up the most in the press conference was talking about his height, which really surprised me. Mm-hmm. And one reporter asked him, maybe it's the way he asked it, you know, why is your size maybe an advantage? And he laughed and he goes, that's what my dad's always wanted you guys to ask. And, and speaking with his dad, they talked about how the way they tried to get him to overcome his size was putting him against the best competition, whether that's transferring to Mater Day High School, mm. uh, moving away from his hometown uh, in Pasadena, or not going to USC, the comfortable, easy decision, and going to Alabama mm. to play for Nick Saban. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the kind of guy we're dealing with that seeks out the biggest challenges, even though he's the smallest quarterback in the NFL. He did win a state championship at Mater D uh, in, in California. So that's big. Uh, number four on the big five for WRL's Pat Welter. We're asking you your opinion. Did the Panthers make the right pick after hearing the reception last night, after you meeting him today? What are your thoughts? Yeah, guys, uh, my thoughts going into the draft was, I was in on CJ Stroud. So when you go in with that kind of thought process, you know, you want to try to avoid confirmation bias. And I think it's kind of the same way the Panthers went into it. You know, you want to have an open mind. And so for Bryce Young to win over myself, I think says something to just how much this guy popped on film. Um, I was struck by his, the smoothness in his movement. Just, you know, you compare him to the other prospects, to Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, who have a lot of balls landing on the ground. Not a lot of incomplete passes when you're watching Bryce Young football. Uh, the way he brings his team back, you know, the calmness in these big games against teams like Texas and even Tennessee, who they lost to. Um, so I do think they made the right decision. Do I personally still think that Caleb Williams is a better prospect in next year's draft? Yes. Do I think that Drake May is kind of like a taller uh, Bryce Young mm. in a lot of ways in their playing style, uh, their smoothness, their delivery, their poise? I do as well, but as far as this draft right now, I think it was the right pick, and you have no idea what's going to happen next year, so I don't blame them for going up and getting their guy. You mentioned the completion, 65% completion percentage for Bryce Young at Alabama this past season, so he definitely gets it to his receivers. Okay, you mentioned there's still draft taking place. Pat Welter, WREL-TV, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Panthers have the 39th pick overall, which is pretty early here in the second round. Have you heard anything about what they're taking? They're moving. There's still a guy like Will Levis out there, so there might be still movement in the draft. You never know what could happen. They may be able to recruit some of the picks that they use to get up to number one. Yeah, everyone's so focused here on Bryce Young. It's hard to even think about the second overall, uh, the second round pick, but this is a crucial one. And, guys, I'm struck by a word I keep hearing from Frank Reich, which is playmakers. Okay. And that's something they need some more of on this team. And – I'm a little bit biased having been on the North Carolina beat and as you guys are as well, but Josh Downs is a guy that stands out to me that could fill a need on this team. Is he a big receiver? No, but again, this front office has shown they don't care necessarily as much about size, more about the player. And my thing with Josh Downs is he was going to exceed his draft slot no matter where it was. And to Mm -hmm. me, that even includes the first round. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe any more in this guy. His dad played in the NFL. His dad was at NC state. He's got, 
a great family behind him, a great track record at North Carolina, an ability to get open and a work ethic like few ever see at the wide receiver position to overcome that size. So I love a Josh Downs fit here. And if they don't go there, I think pass rusher is another one. Second round's the round where you still have a chance to get uh, elite players. And you got to do try to fill that at the positions like pass rusher, uh, cornerback, or wide receiver. I think uh, Bryce Young might be a little bit bigger than um, Josh Downs. Yeah. Is that, it might be the exact same so? size. I do think so. I think, you know, looking at Josh Downs' height and listed weight, um, you know, sometimes it seems a little bit inflated. I mean, Josh Downs is thick, though. That dude is built. He yeah. is like a walking twitch muscle. So there's no doubt about his ability to hold up, in my opinion. Uh, and I think he can be more than just a slot receiver, too. I mean, that's what he always talked about at North Carolina was guys that he looked up to, you know, Tyreek Hills, which is, you know, high praise to kind of compare yourself to. But he proved it. I mean, he could get open in any slot. They moved him all over the field. Uh, he was a red zone threat. He was a first down safety blanket. And what more could you ask for? Pat Welter, this is a big five with WRAL's TV5. Pat Welter joining us here on 99.9 The Fan. Enjoy the rest of your time in Charlotte, good sir. All right, fellas. Take it easy. See you on TV, man. That's Pat Welter joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Hey, Chris, I know training camp doesn't start until late July. Mm-hmm. But I know it's something that's happening July 8th that you might like. Oh. And we have an opportunity for people to go out and watch The Force Live with LL Cool J, oh. The Roots, oh. Juvenile, oh. and more. Coming to PNC Arena on Saturday, July 8th. Mm. That's right. You mm. can text the word COOL, C-O-O-L, to 919-8605-FAN. Again, 919-8605-FAN. Three, two, six for a chance to win a pair of tickets. Again, cool. Juvenile is the key word. Yeah, he's gonna fill it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't freestyle. I'm not good at free. I'm not good at freestyle. No, you're not. No, you're not. I got to sit down and write. But yes. Oh my God, I'm excited. Again, that keyword is cool to nine one nine eight six zero five three two six. Winners will be notified this coming Monday. All right, that's gonna be a pretty awesome concert. This song came out before Bryce Young was born. Why you gotta put it in that kind of light, man? Why you got to put it on that kind of context? Making me feel old. All right. We talked to Pat Welter just a moment ago. Bryce Young had his introductory press conference today. Let's actually hear some of the uh, things that Bryce Young had to say. Bryce Young talked about, yeah, he's the young guy coming in. But in the NFL, you have to earn the respect of the guys in the locker room. Not just with how you play, but how you carry yourself in the locker room. Just because you're the number one overall pick doesn't automatically mean guys are just going to love you right off the get-go. Okay? So, Bryce Young has to earn the respect of his teammates. That is something we talked about. We'll hear that in just a sec. But as a young guy coming in, yeah, there's a lot of high expectations for you. And your teammates see that, and they're going to sit there and say, all right, you're supposed to be the dude. Show it to me. Here's Bryce Young talking about earning the respect of the locker room. Yeah, I want to do everything I, I can to earn the respect of, of my peers, of the guys in the locker room, everyone in the building. Um, I'm super grateful for, for what's happened in my past and, you know, and for being selected uh, where I was, but I know that doesn't entitle me to anything. Um, you know, it's on me to, to, to prove myself, to, to show up every day and work and earn the respect uh, of the people around me, and, you know, that's something I'm looking forward to starting to do. 
I know that every once in a while there's an FCS quarterback or quarterback from a smaller school mm-hmm. that captures people's attention. We can go back to uh, Josh Allen. He went to, was it Wyoming? Wyoming. I mean, Trey you know, Lance went to North Dakota State. Right. So every once in a while there's this guy that really captures uh, people's imagination. But when you talk about somebody who's 5'10", 190 pounds, I'm glad that guy went to Alabama and performed mm-hmm. On the highest stage possible. Yeah. Alabama is the hunted when it comes to uh, college football and playing in on the FBS level, right? He did it in Alabama. He did it at probably one of the most uh, famous high schools in California and won a state title out, off of it. So the fact that he's worried about that, or not worried about that, but he's saying the right things and saying, hey, I need to gain their respect. Bro, I'm pretty sure you're going to have their respect as soon as you walk in and they see your work ethic. Yeah. I believe in this guy. Five foot ten from Alabama, I trust that more than five foot ten from Wyoming. Bryce Young did also talk about the coaching staff. So the coaching staff that has been assembled this season for the Carolina Panthers. New head coach and Frank Reich, who is the former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, was an offensive coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles. They've brought in former NFL head coach Jim Caldwell, who's worked with the likes of Peyton Manning, who's worked with guys like Matt Stafford when he was the head coach of the Detroit Lions, when Stafford was the quarterback there. The, they brought in uh, Josh McCown, former mm-hmm. NFL quarterback, who's a longtime backup, and for his time as a backup in the NFL, was like the old a mentor teacher. Yeah. for these young quarterbacks. So he's been brought in to be the quarterback coach. Everything that has been assembled around Bryce Young is to be the guy. And Young talked about working with this coaching staff. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I definitely, um, you know, I, I know very well about, about the staff. And, you know, I, I think that I, I've been able to talk to everyone in the organization and it, it's so clear how, how, how much of a plan was behind it um, from bringing in Coach, from, from Coach Reich having the experiences that he has and, and building this, this staff has been here, um, you know, bringing in, you know, helping to bring in and kind of mesh, mesh some offenses as well um, with a lot of the stuff that, that, that they've done in the run game and pass game with, with play action stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm obviously learning now the, the ins and outs of it, but I've been able to, 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 to talk to everyone and to hear their philosophy. And I feel like it's an amazing opportunity for me just to, just to learn a lot, um, to be able to grow, and I'm super excited. I don't know if anybody has done this yet, but maybe we need to sit down and figure out all the quarterbacks that this staff has worked with before in the past, right? Yeah. Because you have names like Peyton Manning. You have Matthew Stafford. You have Andrew Luck. Yeah. Uh, you have so many different quarterbacks that between all the guys you named, Frank Reich, Josh McCown. Philip uh, Rivers. Thomas Brown. Yeah. yeah, you know, all the guys that are on the staff, but also adding Philip Rivers, one of the quarterbacks they've worked with before. If you list off all these quarterbacks that have had all the success, this is who this coaching staff has worked with before. Bryce Young is just the next name on that list. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm starting to believe now. Now, do I n- think that he's going to be as good as those guys? That is yet to be seen. We'll see what happens actually on the field. But he has the ability and the capability to possibly be on that list with those guys. So he actually has the second best odds behind Bijan Robinson to be Offensive Rookie of the Year mm. in 2023. Okay. By the way, the odds to lead Defensive Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson, his teammate, from Alabama. So, Bijan Robinson out of Texas has the best odds at 3 to 1 odds. But Bryce Young also discussed, well he wore number 9 for <laughs> Alabama. This is where things get really awkward. Oh man. Really awkward. So, for a reminder for folks out there maybe not know that we didn't see him play other than a preseason game when he got hurt. Matt Corral was drafted last year in the 3rd round 
by the Carolina Panthers. He was a quarterback out of Ole Miss. And he potentially, wears? And he wears number nine. They thought potentially, oh, we can draft Corral. We have Baker Mayfield. We have Sam Darnold. We can just kind of groom Matt Corral, right? Right? Well, Matt Corral got hurt, missed the entire season. New coaching staff, all that stuff kind of comes in. Matt Corral, eh, you're an afterthought, buddy. Well, Bryce Young, where's number nine? Matt Corral already has number nine. What does Bryce Young think about getting his number? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I, we haven't gotten that far um, right now. It's uh, you know I'm, I'm still trying to be in the moment, and I'm I'm just super grateful to be here and and to be to have this opportunity. Well, Matt Corral ain't happy. You mentioned before Matt Corral got hurt last year. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say he's still hurt. Oh, his but not feelings? physically. Oh, his feelings. His feelings are still hurt. Oh, okay. Yesterday on his Instagram story, because that's where everybody likes to go out there. And, and put out their feelings, right? When you are 25 and younger, that's where you put out your feelings, right? Well, trust me, it's not limited to 25, but go on. But, you know, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Um, he put out this. It's a meme that says, Then the father said, quote, I wanted to let you know that you are not worth anything if you are not in the right place. If you are not appreciated, do not be angry. That means you are in the wrong place. Don't stay in a place where no one sees your value. Okay. Oh, Matt Corral is hurt. Oh, yes. That that boy is in the corner sobbing right now. Well, yeah. I mean, because honestly, well, if I'm him, I'm sitting there thinking, I never had a chance to actually show you what I can do. The coach that brought me in is fired. Yeah, exactly. Coach, coach that brought you in is fired. I never had a chance to do what I got to do. The offense I learned last year doesn't exist. Exactly. If you even learned anything from it. Because remember, the <laughs> offense that came in. Ben McAdoo. Yeah, Ben. Shout-outs to Ben McAdoo. Shout-outs to Ben McAdoo, former offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Key word being former. But this is something that happens all the time. Yeah. This is something that we see in the NFL. Guess what? Your replacement gets drafted. Your replacement gets drafted or gets signed. It's just a reality of things. So, I'm sorry, Matt, but – you weren't that highly sought after to begin with. Here's the thing that I think could work out for Matt Corral if he has the right mindset. Okay. Because I think in Matt Corral's mind that when he was drafted last year, he was the answer for the Carolina Panthers at quarterback that they were missing. Mm-hmm. Got hurt, was not available last year, so he probably is thinking going into this year, oh, I'm going to be that guy. Well, now you have Andy Dalton. You're probably at worst going to be, oh, I'm sorry, at best going to be third string and still possibly on the team. Yeah. Maybe you're going to be cut or maybe put on a practice squad. But because he is a similar size to Bryce Young, maybe a little bit bigger than him. Oh, he's bigger. He's, he's a little he's bit. Like just six a little one, bit. Two he's like 6'1", 210, He's, he's not really 6'1". I saw him last year at training camp. He's okay. Not, he's not 6'1". He's a little bit bigger than Bryce Young. Trust me on that. Maybe it works for him because you want to have a quarterback that's very similar to your starting quarterback behind him. So if we have Andy Dalton for one year, Mm -hmm. thank you for the veteran presence. Thank you for teaching Bryce Young. That's what you're here to do. Off, away you go to another team, 2024. Hey, Bryce, here's your backup, Matt Corral. Time to be told. Or time will tell us, I guess you could say, regarding that. That's Chris Lee, Dennis Cox here with you. Graham Hill producing us this afternoon on 99.9 The Fan. Kane's game six is tonight. Chris, they have to win this one. I want this to be a must-win mindset. I get it that you earned an advantage 3-1 to one in this series. 
Now it's 3-2 to two that you're ahead over the New York Islanders. I want the mindset. You're going on the road. You have to finish things off tonight because I don't want to see a game seven on Sunday at PNC Arena. No I way. don't want to do that. And I need that because I have to move all my stuff out of my apartment, <laughs> It's all about Dennis it's right now. It's the last day I have of my lease. I need to move out. I can't have a game seven in the middle of my move. Listen, listen I, this I, is very selfish of me. I understand. I've been working a lot of weekends recently. Yeah. Uh, going back through February because of college basketball and whatever else. Mm-hmm. I need time with my family. I feel you. Okay. And I already had prior plans. But if like Canes, helping me pack and like move, helping Chris. you pack and move, but if the Canes do not take care of business, the Dennis, I won't be able to do that because I'll have to go to PNC Arena. Yeah, well, I'll see you at PNC Arena on Sunday. I hope I don't see it. I honestly think this is a. Sometimes you see like in a hockey game, a, a team has like a one goal lead, and it's the third period. Yeah. Let's say for example, the Canes are down two to one in a game, and it's midway through the third period. I always have the mindset of next goal wins. Because if the Carolina yeah. Hurricanes, for example, tie the game two to two, I think the team that ties the game eventually will get the game win. Has the momentum. But a yeah. team that gets the next goal, you make that a three one advantage, game's over. I look at it in this sense. Whoever wins this game wins the series. That's the way I look at it. Because obviously if the Canes win tonight, they win the series four games to two. It's over. It's over. It's done. That's obviously a set in stone. It's an yeah. obvious thing. But I think if the Islanders win this game, mm. they win game seven. Mm. So, to me, whoever wins tonight wins the series. Now, I get it. I could be totally wrong if the Canes lose tonight and they can go on winning game seven. We've seen that happen before. We saw it last year against the Boston Bruins. But to me, tonight must win. Whoever wins tonight wins this series. That's why I think Freddie Anderson should be your goaltender for tonight. Okay. Auntie Ranta has done an amazing job. This is nothing against Auntie Ranta whatsoever. He's done a great job. And as a matter of fact, going back to last year, what an amazing job he did in the playoffs for the Carolina Hurricanes last season. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Piotr Kachekov uh, coming in for him when, when Ranta didn't play. When, when, yeah, when Ranta got nicked up. But who was brought in to be the number one? Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson. And we didn't see you all last postseason. Did a great job during the t- – uh, during the regular season that year, but then we didn't see you during a postseason. Did a great job during a regular season this year. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen you in the first five games of the postseason. We need to see you, homie, and we need you to come through and be the savior and get us to the second round. This might be the right time to start him in the sense of, hey, you got something to prove, buddy. Oh, yeah, Go out there and prove it right now. Because if they play a game seven at PNC Arena, that pressure is going to be immense yeah. on Freddie, and if that's his first start, yeah, if that's his first start, if that's his first start Sunday at PNC Arena, the first time we're seeing him, oh my God, I, I would not envy him at all. And you're right, the Islanders probably would win in that case. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it right now, whoever whomever wins tonight wins this series. Come on, Canes! I'm just putting that out there.